All right. We, there you are. Oh, good. You can see me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so much better. All right. So we are recording. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, welcome to a new episode of Live Out Loud. And today I am super stoked um, to be talking with Jamie Messina. You, If you're on Instagram and a lesbian there and you've been living under a rock, then there's no way you have not heard of her. She, she has literally put out po- uh, positive affirmations, uh, life coaching sk- skills, and as of recently started a whole club on uh, Facebook, all geared towards later in life lesbians. But that isn't always the case. I mean, Jamie started out in Boston, right? Isn't that where you're from? Yep, from Boston. Yeah, from Boston and then moved recently to Florida as she was sort of leveling up her life. It was cool. And I will say she is a live out loud kind of gal. And what you see is what you get. And I really appreciate that about her. Um, I met her about three years ago while she was still in Boston. So I got to see the whole cool trajectory of her life. And I I personally, this is this is a good one, guys. She is uh I'm excited she's here today and and we have some fun content to go over and she'll she'll probably uh spew some awesome uh some nuggets for everybody and and how to make their life better. So Jamie, hi. <laughs> hi. I'm, I love being on podcast. Like this is thank you for inviting me, first of all. And uh hopefully I can live up to what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, you yeah, I, thank you. Thank you for being here. I mean I did a podcast years ago with the retail industry and I'm just, I got really passionate again about um, doing one and having things to share and having, I just have, I'm really lucky in life, like with cool people to talk to. And I just feel like after the pandemic and there's just a lot to be shared. And I think a lot of people are in this real huge, like, you know, new life evolution as hello, part of your business has totally evolved into that. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, about the audience uh, Tell the who may not have known where you came from and sort of what brought you to Florida and just a little, little bit on what's going on? Yeah, so it's a loaded story. <laughs> I know. Um, well, I was born and raised in Boston, well, right outside of Boston. Some people are like, that's not Boston. It is. I'm 15 minutes outside. You don't consider it Boston. Sorry. Um, but uh, it's been... My whole life there, I went to school in downtown Boston. I came out when I was 18. I knew I was gay since I was five. Um, I guess I dealt with a lot of um, anxiety and depression from the very young age, maybe having to do with my sexuality and hiding it or um, all the way up till 27. And so a large portion of my life, the only way that I was able to like interact with people, I would never be on this, you know, was um, drugs, alcohol, and just doing things that were stupid like dumbass things um and it got to the point where you know it was just such a horrible experience and I was like all right well we're gonna end it and I was like no we're not gonna end it because you know I got my family I got my niece and nephew so if we're not gonna end it we have to change it how are we gonna do that and so I went through lots of things I, I don't know this is the opening so I'll just say I went through a life transition that led me on the path to you know um working with people as a life coach and mindset coach empowerment coach that's what I needed for myself and did things to do that. And um, ultimately, though, what happened in 2020 was we were all stuck in our homes. I was going through a breakup. I was in a long distance relationship. They lived in uh, Minnesota 
and I was going to move there. So I had my roommate go out and take all the stuff. Next thing you know, that just wasn't going to happen. Not only was it not a good idea anyway, but then the pandemic happened and it just became a worse idea. Um, and so I'm sitting in a two bedroom apartment in Boston with no furniture, uh, can't leave the house really, and just unhappy. So I'm like, you know what? I've, I've wanted to move. I hate being cold. It's now or never. I'm 38 years old. Like, let's go. And so I picked up my life. I sold all the, the little that I had left. I sold it and I drove my car down to Florida and started a whole new life. You know, you just, you just reminded me because that was around the time that you and I started to like connect on Instagram, you know, and and I just felt like such camaraderie with you immediately. Like we were like, you know, oh, that's 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 could be totally one of my people. Right. And I remember when you were going through all that and that feels like a lifetime ago now when I'm thinking about that breakup and, and that long distance relationship because you shared it. You were pretty, you know, pretty um, outspoken about it on online so yeah it does seem like and but it's like a lifetime ago but also I, I just blinked my eyes and now here we are three years later <laughs> you know what? yeah I mean like, no totally and you know since this uh you know since this podcast is really geared towards like an up-leveled type of lesbian and living out loud and living their truth what were a couple takeaways from that relationship that you sort of move forward with that you might not want to repeat again or it was such a gifted lesson that you're you take you took that into you know the next phase yeah i mean i think it was a gifted lesson it didn't feel like one at the time um it, it just wasn't the right situation to begin with nothing to do with the other person actually we're great friends she's in our facebook group met her current partner in there and they just moved in together so a lot's changed <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome right yeah. Yeah. But at the time, I was just feeling really sad. And I knew that, but also grateful. You know, I just knew that it was time to make a move. It, I've done a lot of work before that with breakups and stuff. So it was definitely hurting. But um, I was just ready to, you know, I'm like, all right, well, usually when this stuff happens, it up it up levels me. I do. I, I, you know, get to the next level when you go through something like that. So I'm kind of embracing it. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I mean, you've created like a whole new sort of life for yourself in Florida with new friends. And so what, what is, what is your trajectory now as far as what your business looks like? Like what, what are the, the best parts of it? And, and also when you're talking about your business, tell tell us like what kind of clients you look for and, you know, where, you know, what, what that looks like as far as like a client relationship with you. And is it one-on-one? Is it in a group setting? You know, things like that. I'm laughing because in addition to, up, you know, uprooting my life and going to Florida with no friends and no nothing. Yeah. Um, a lot changed in my business, too. I was in network marketing before. Um, it was that was something I was passionate about because it helped me to change my life physically, mentally, spiritually. It saved my life. But I didn't necessarily love the whole like pushing products on people. Um, and not that I was pushing, but it just I didn't enjoy that part. And but I really did enjoy the coaching part. So I decided to step into that and, and start, um, you know, a mindset and empowerment coaching business in 2000, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, or the end of two, so it was 2022, I believe. And then, um, what happened was I was, as you probably were, if you're on TikTok, you noticed there was a kind of shift, at least in my algorithm where I'm like, all these straight women are talking about how they're turning gay because of TikTok. Like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, they were also just, you know, up, upheaving their life and um, 
getting divorces and realizing they're gay and, and all these things. And so I had noticed, because I had started taking on one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, they all had a very similar experience, which was they were straight, they were married, they're in their 40s and plus, and now they realize that they're a lesbian and what they didn't know what the hell to do. How do I meet people? What am I going to do with my life? Like, And so I was like, okay, let's do this. And so I started actually making my content geared towards those people. Um, those aren't the only people I work with, but it was for a while, this just who was coming to me. Um, and now I work pe with people one-on-one -on -one and also in group settings um, and, you know, to help them move through anything. It doesn't have to be that they're a later in life lesbian, but any major life transition or plateau, um, that's what I, that's what I get to do with people. Oh, I, I love that. What are some of the, um, the key, uh, you know, what are some of the biggest key, you know, the key takeaways from some of your current clients and what is the biggest challenges right now amongst that sector of, you know, of who's coming to you? So the biggest challenge that I noticed is what ultimately created this Facebook group, the club, Club Lilies, which was they didn't know how to meet people. They're, they felt too old to go to the bars and clubs. I get that. Um, they, some people are from the middle of nowhere. You know, they're not in a big city like I am where you can go out and there's a million lesbians walking down the street. And so they didn't know how to connect and meet people, not just to date, but as friends. And so I created this Facebook group for them. And people are literally, I don't know if you're in there. I'm not all, yet. All over the world. There's a, there's a big meetup happening in Nashville with 50 plus people. We have Australia, New Zealand, UK. For you're like everybody all over the world and they're, they're connecting, they're meeting up. So that was a big issue, which is why I, I was like, you know what? On a whim one day, I'm like, let's just I made a TikTok. I'm just going to, you keep asking me for resources and how to meet people. I'm going to create this group. i made the group. I ended up getting COVID the next day. So I was out on the couch and then I kept looking at my phone and I'm like, <gasps> having a panic attack because it's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people requesting to join. And I'm like, oh God, I feel like I should be doing something. What do I do? You know, like, what is this? I don't even have a plan. I just made the group, like, not a couple hundred people. In the first week, I think the 2,000 people joined the group. Wow. Uh, I know. 2,000? Oh my God, that's incredible. I mean, it just shows you the need for them to feel connected to something while they're going through divorces, like you said, while they're going through these massive life changes that we went through as well, you went through it younger. I don't know. What what age did you actually come out at? I came out when I was 18. Yeah, me. I came out when I was 19. I mean, and it just seemed so much easier than... Can you imagine coming out right now? I have so much love and empathy uh, in my heart. Uh, yes and no. Like, there's different challenges, right? When we were 18, life looked very different. B yeah. Being gay was not as accepted. True. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think... I think it's also scary if you're late in life, you have a family and, and people judging you and stuff like that. But the young girls coming out now, I'm like, y'all are lucky, <laughs> you know, like we paved, you have, we paved the way, bitches. <laughs> right. Like me, people in the media representing you, you know, we got singers and all the awards, like everything where like as you know, when we were coming out or at least when I was 18, it's like, uh, OK, like my friends all accepted me, but it wasn't like the world was also accepting us. Yeah, I mean, I'm older than you, clearly. And so, you know, um, one of those things where, you know, when I came out and then I went into the military and it was it was during Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Right. And so, I mean, it is pretty amazing when I think about how my daughter, who's 11 and she has 
gay friends who are 10 and like they're talking about non-binary pansexual eat like all these different things that you know we didn't we didn't discuss it was like you're you're gay or straight and then if you're a bi like bisexuality was like something so interesting to both sides and now it's yeah yeah now the whole world's open up and it's like it's crazy when you're a 50 year old lesbian you know and you're like and the spectrum is just remarkable to me yeah so my niece is 11 i think and she has all these stickers of the different flags i don't know what they are she's naming they all and i'm like how, how do you know that? I don't know what that is, you know? So, yeah. And it was I love mom. that. I'm my a- sister, during Pride Month for her company, they give stickers and stuff. And, you know, my sister's pretty cool with that. She, like, is really open in conversation with the kids and stuff. That's awesome. Um, within Club Lilies, what do you hope to, like, achieve in there? Like, is it just this natural course of evolution of, like you said, the meetups and, like, the in, per- in real life type of stuff? Uh, Along with, um, I don't know, do, what do you do in the club? Like, other than people just connecting with each other, are you having, like, one-on-one discuss? Are you, like, having talks with them and, like, live? Yeah. So, um, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do when I first made it. Um, <laughs> very quickly, I, like, made a Patreon. Because at the end of the day, uh, Facebook owns Facebook groups. And, you know, there's a limit of what can be said and discussed. So I did make a Patreon where we, like, I have interviews and stuff like that. I do go live there now every Friday. Um, ultimately, it was, you know, I went in for later in life lesbians. That's that's what Lily's was. I, like, I trademarked it and everything. L-I-L-L-E-S, late in life les. But really what I realized is it's not necessarily just lesbians. Mm-hmm. It's people that are figuring themselves out. They don't mm. know yet. They're still in marriages and they're unsure what this feeling is. Some are pansexual. Some don't know what to label themselves. Some don't want to label themselves. Some do. And, um... At first, it was just to create a space. And then I realized, uh oh, <laughs> there's a lot of different things going on here and, and a lot of different opinions and a lot of things happening. So ultimately, what we've I've landed on is overall, the group overall is about personal growth mm-hmm. and, and mindset and working mm-hmm. on your mindset. The people within the group are in there because they are somewhere on the spectrum of sexuality and trying to figure that out. And my job as the leader of the group is that's fine. Whatever it is that you need to figure out, we're going to do this in a respectful way that helps us to keep having this, this um, growth mindset. Yeah. A lot of people come in there and they're like, I don't get it. You know, I can't find a girlfriend. I can't. It's a lot of um, not trust me. The majority are, are empowering, but there are a lot of disempowering things going in there. And I'm like, wow, my job as a mindset and empowerment coach is really necessary in this group to help, you know, lift people up where they're at. They're in major life transitions that are scary. You know, they have kids, maybe they're going through a divorce. People are telling them they're ruining their family's lives when really they're just wanting to be themselves. And that's a a lot to take on, you know. Is it hard for you sometimes when you see some like totally cute girl who's registering (laughs) big time and you're like, shit, I started this whole group. Like, is there a little, you know, because in the military there was fraternization, right? And you can't like date above your rank or other stuff. And basically, you know, you're you're the general, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> at this yeah. point in that group but how do you you know how do you do you like toe the line at all <laughs> no that's okay. the thing I don't I don't only because a lot of the group members ultimately become clients and I am like just really big on boundaries there um being I don't know if, if 
So some, sometimes people will come to me and want to be a client. And I'm like really excited about that. That's like my passion. Um, I, I'm, I'm single. I have been single for a while because really I put everything into my work. And so I'm like, yeah, I want to help you. And then like, I realize they're just trying to hit on me or something. And that's like disappointing. And so I'm very clear, clear on the boundaries of like, hey, not happening. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to shoot myself in the foot, though, because I don't want to be single forever, forever either. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I'm just curious because you you are so wonderfully visual and like and you're kind of you're building a pretty you have a really good following. I mean, is it sometimes in that so not a celebrity per se, but in the sense of the lesbian community that you're growing um is, yeah, is it hard to decipher if 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 a gal's coming at you for all the right reasons or and they feel like they know you because they watch you every day, right? Because you put out a lot of great content. And so I, I would feel like people might think they know you better than they actually do. And yeah, you know, um, when it comes to that, like it, it's not even about the lilies or the people online. Uh I think about it often. Um, it's it's I'm an empath and it's a lot of energy and sometimes that makes me shut down. But in particular, I was thinking about this yesterday. So it does bother me a little bit, but not in the way that you think per se. It's people that see me briefly on. They're not necessarily following along with me. The people who follow along with me, they know I'm very blunt and open about everything, and they get that. Um, other people who may have seen one video or two videos. And then have this whole opinion of who I am. This is what I hate about And it's showing up in real life to where, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I met somebody out, uh, a new friend. They put me in their story. And immediately they got this message from somebody on TikTok with a large following. It's like, how do you know this person? Why mm-hmm. are you with them? And I'm like, they're like, so then they asked me, how do you know them? I'm like, I don't. I don't know who that is. I mean, I know who it is from TikTok, but we've never met. Um, and like, I'm like, there's only one reason why they might have a problem with me some video I made like three years ago that rubbed them the wrong way. And literally the video that made people so upset was taken so out of context because I stitched it in a poor area to where they thought I was talking about something that I wasn't like, it was a video about a person who was explaining um, their pronouns, which were pronouns I had never heard of. Mm-hmm. Uh, zoo or something like that. Uh, yeah. So I didn't necessarily know how to use them in a sentence. And then also um, they went on to na- name like, probably 15 different ways that they labeled themselves, not even having to do with sexuality, but I'm a Gemini, I'm a um, neurodivergent. Um, and they literally named 10 things. And so I stitched it and, you know, I talked about how, you know, I'm, I've been out for more than I've been in, I've been out for 20 years. And, you know, all we ever wanted to do back then was to not be put in a box, to not yep. be labeled. And it just felt to me like we were just now, all we want is to be labeled and put in boxes. And I, you know, I was just sharing my opinion on that except I stitched it right after the uh, the pronouns. And since I also didn't understand the pronouns that are brand new, I was using the wrong pronouns and um, made people very angry with me. Oh my God. And it's such an easy mistake. I don't know even where to start with a lot of those either. I mean, so I'm in your boat. Uh, I have to do a lot more education as my child gets older and, you know, and she's put in those positions too. I want to know that, you know, I'm talking her language in a sense, but um, that's so fascinating. Oh my so God. that one video now has this person three years later still thinking I'm this huge asshole. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so and now you're telling people that I meet on the street. And now this person I am actually in real life with now has this opinion of me and doesn't even know me. And I feel like that happens a lot on social media. And that's the mm. part. 
So how do you counteract that? You just try to just do the best you can and just keep putting out the content it's you're passionate about and hopefully they'll they'll change their mind or they'll move on. Or they won't, yeah. I, I've, yeah. I've come to the conclusion after all these years of like building a platform that I'm never gonna make everybody happy. Literally, when I tried, yeah. you just, if you try to make everyone happy, you contradict yourself and then people are kept like, well, you're contradicting yourself too. You can't make anybody happy, so you just have to. And in that situation, I was like, you know, I don't know that person in real life. I like to make my opinions based on um, in real life conversations and how I know somebody and the person that had that interaction, not the one that said it, but who I met in real life was like, yeah, me too. So we're friends. <laughs> I, 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 it's crazy to me to like that. I'll, all I have to do is watch another couple of videos of yours down the road after like, and just realize that you're just coming at it from such a sweet angle. You're literally like, I just want to help you. Like that's basically what every video says is like, I'm, I'm explaining some cool things for you because I just want to help you. I want to help you understand and be a better person. And that's like your whole mantra in life. Yeah. And, you know, with that specific video, I did talk to the person that I stitched it to because her, their Z's video. I'm sorry. I still don't know. I know. I so, sorry, everybody. Their <laughs> video um, was, you know, just a small piece of what they were saying, which was, you know, a journey they were going on with gender expression. And, but I didn't see that part because it was only a, a small piece of what was online. And so we had a conversation after that with the person. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that you're on this journey. I'm sorry that um, I still stand by my beliefs around how much we label ourselves, not talking about the pronouns, go for whatever pronouns you want. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, and, and we were fine, you know, but yeah. uh, it's like, 60 second clips cannot show you who somebody is. And, you know, even the day the the days change, like people go through shit. Some days you're going to say shit that you don't actually fucking mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's really true. I mean, I, I tried to think I'm, I'm trying to be super conscientious, of course, and conscious of like everything I say and how I write things and, I mean, I from work to to personal and texting, like texting is so mm -hmm. off the hook right now. Like I have to add an emoji of like a smiley face or something just so that they know like this is not in a like, you know, this is not coming from a bad space. Like I'm saying this and I'm I'm smiling while I'm saying this or sometimes I just go video voice like voice message. Yeah, <laughs> Well, listen, you know what's crazy is words, us speaking like this where we can hear each other. Yeah. Human beings only receive 7% of what you're actually saying. They, you only are interpreting correctly 7% of what I mean because you have a different life experience. I have a different life experience. Words where we're from even might mean something different. Um, there's So 7%. So now you take the words out like – now you just have text. Okay, there are the words that are still so less. And now you take the inflict the like infliction in your voice and your tone yeah. and all the things out as well. And now even with emojis, emojis, what what emoji means to my 40-year-old self is something yeah. different than the 20-year-olds. Did they repurpose, you know? So they we don't even know what they really mean. <laughs> I know. I know. These days, I mean, I, I probably my top, you know, five emojis are like smiling, laughing rainbow, maybe the rainbow flag, coffee, you know, it's like, they're just s stupid, simple little, you know. Mine are the eyes that look to the side. Like, I know. <laughs> are you a side, you're a side eye girl. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm always yeah. just like kind of mischievous, I guess. <laughs> or, oh, like, what yeah, was that? 
The oh shit face. The, yeah. oh, the oh shit eyes. So the embarrassed one with the red cheeks. And the other thing. <laughs> I did um, that. Or, the, or the, weird, <laughs> the weird hug one. Like That's so weird to me. Some of them look so odd. Well, you know, there's a debate between if those are preacher hands or high fives. Oh, I thought it was hug. No, the, that, the, the, the circle head with the things, that's hug. But, you know, just the hands that are like Oh, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, everyone has People a whole like preach. Yeah. Preach. Oh, no, or when they pray, they're like, you know, uh-huh. that's, that's a high five. I'm like, I don't think it is. You know why? Because if it was a high five, they wouldn't only make the hands one color, yellow, mm-hmm. white. They would have one be this color. One, they'd, they'd give it an array. So I don't think it's a high five. I think it is actually praying hands. So um, Google emoji uh, department. We could use a high five one with, I like that, with two different skin co- colors. Because yeah. this way, and all the skin colors, like it could be, you know, whatever. But mix, mix it up. Google, we need some high five emojis because I'm all about high fiving. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so uh, how about dating these days? Like, are you on any apps? I mean, if, if some girls are down in Florida and they're on any of the dating apps, what, you know, which ones have you been on lately? <sighs> My go-to is Bumble and Hinge, but here's the thing. My friends love Hinge. In LA, yeah. they love them some Hinge. But you're going to pass by me on an app. I am the worst at writing it. I actually just asked a friend yesterday to help me write it. My current bio was written by chat GPT. <laughs> I was going to say, I, w- I would probably write a good bio for you because yeah. you, you have to go deep. You have to be yeah. deeper than like, because you want to almost scare off the dum-dums. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. The way that we view ourselves is very different from the way that other people view us. You know, I tend to be really hard on myself. So I'm not, you know, I, I think it's better if somebody else writes it for you. Chat GPT, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but a, hopefully, a, so a, you're going to have a friend write it for you, though, like a, someone who's I, in your close girl, girl group? I did ask. Yeah, I did ask. There's actually a new app that I'm on a waiting list for called The League. Mm. Test that out because I haven't had I haven't had much luck on, on the apps, to be honest. Yeah. Don't tend to swipe right. I mean, I also haven't taken any recent pictures. You know, I went through a, a health thing you know mm-hmm. this past year it made me you know not just feel great in my body so I literally have like no recent pictures of myself I know you and it's funny how this year well you didn't go through a divorce after 18 years but um mm-hmm. 18 year relationship but, but you know gone it's like great thank god we're we're amicable parent co-parenting and like I'm so grateful for that mm-hmm. and um but yeah we both went through health things last year so mm-hmm. I ended the year with two brand new hips and wow. Yeah, I know. Literally we had surgery on the same day. We I know. Dece- it was so funny. We, we were like December 6th and, and crazy. Like, I had surgery on, and my friend Sarah had surgery on. Crazy. And she, she had something more similar to what you had though. Like, yeah. yeah. I had but, another friend who had it on the seventh. Same shit. <laughs> yeah. Same as you. Mm-hmm. There's a wow. lot of people. Once I announced like what I was going through, there were so many people that had the same thing going on. That's so crazy. I I have five friends who had hip replacements last year too. Wow. Like they're all athletes. You all, oh, I was gonna say you're all athletes. Are you all like, athletes. All major. Players or what? Yeah, I was tennis hmm. for a majority of my life, all the way through college. I played you know doubles. I was all Western State Conference, but but it was my lovely DNA and and my my Jewish heritage that got me <laughs> such a great round of osteoarthritis. So it's like, listen, no, my mom has had three hip replacements, so I'm probably not 
far behind you. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't. Uh, as as long as your knees, keep your knees feeling good. Because I saw in PT the knee surgery, folks. That looks horrific. No, I know. And one of mine is totally going. I had a um, softball injury when I was young. I was pitching and somebody hit a line drive at my knee. Oh, yeah, cracked oh. right <laughs> and I never took care of it after that. So like it, it always has bothered me. Wow, that's crazy. What um, what stuff do you do for fun around your your hood? I love my hood. I know you take great pictures of it too. I I got a little electric bike. I oh. love riding a little bike, and this is actually what I'm working on in the group coaching. So I have this program going on where called know thyself and be thyself and we're really love that in tune with who we were before the world told us who to be and you know the things that we loved before our moms or dads told us you know little girls don't do that or um so getting back to our childhood selves I ride my bike around every if I could do it every day I would when I had no friends I did but now my life's getting busy um I ride it to this park and uh it's a park but it's the water's there and mm. I can sit on the seawall and the dolphins just swim under and then they have all these perfectly lined palm trees where I can uh, put a hammock up and I just oh. sing and read and it's my favorite thing to do. That's awesome. And then um, if you are like, what what kind of girl are you into these days? Like, has it changed? Has your list changed from when you were 25 to now? <laughs> no? I am attracted to hyper feminine women who are <laughs> bitchy <laughs> in the best way possible. I mean, like a dominant femme, you know what I mean? They're just boss ass, um, but love wearing really high heels, except I hate all that. I'm really short as well. So, But I got myself some internal heels, so I, I can match whoever's wearing nice. heels. Um, wait, wait, so, okay, so you're single, but you like this hyper femme, butch ass, boss babe, basically. Not, not butch, boss ass. I mean, sorry, boss babe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, no, I meant, uh, as far as assertive goes, I was thinking butch uh -huh. in my head. But no, um, which is kind of ironic because you and I are both, you know, mask girls, but total soft butches. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's so funny how we present. I love when you talk about how you present, you know, and then you're like super floral on the inside. Oh so femmy on the inside. It's insane. <laughs> and uh, and it's funny because I think with a lot of these uh, later in life lesbians, and there's a couple of podcasts out there that focus on that, on, you know, where they, I, I think it's funny teaching new lesbians, like the spectrum of all that. But so what if you literally tried something new for dating? Like what if you didn't go for the bitchy boss girl type and found something that was, you know, a little more on your, you know, right there on your trajectory as far as like kind and soft hearted and oh, go sure. with the flow. I'm, I'm honestly open to that. I, I just know initially physically what catches my attention is like yeah. straight looking women, mm. which is funny to me because I have all these straight women, no straight looking women, like femme women in the group being like, but I don't know. Nobody knows that I'm gay. I feel like they don't like me. They think I look too straight. I'm like, really? Because that's my type. Where are you at? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's funny how people. So do you feel this is just something that I asked myself recently. But like, do you literally feel sitting there in your in your home while you're just working, doing content? Do you feel gay? No, I know. I 
I just am, but no. Right. Yeah, that's how I feel. Like most of my life, I'm like, the only time I'm, I really feel gay is like tonight I'm going to the gay cornhole league because I joined one oh. here in Phoenix. Yeah. Have you heard of Frey? F-R-A-Y? No. It is a social game club that's out of D.C. They have one in Jacksonville. Mm. One, one like, you know, they're opening up more, but um, like more leagues around um, the country. They have now in Phoenix, which is really growing. And then they have one in D.C. And the only time I realize that I actually feel gay is when I'm with other gay women. And I'm like, and there's just a different energy about it. Okay, I do feel gay, actually. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I live in St. Pete, and we are so gay here. Everything is gay. The flags are everywhere. Yeah. And I often go out with large groups of lesbians, and I'm just looking around. I'm like, this is the gayest thing we ever did. I'll give you an example. Yeah. Last Saturday, we just all met up at this bar. We ended up getting in, another, in the car, going up the street to another bar. And, okay, don't do this at home, but... We were just going up the road, and so in this little car, we have the driver. In the passenger seat, there's two people. And then in the back seat, there's three people sitting, and then another person is laying across us, and then Love another it. one in the trunk. It's Blasting. a lesbian clown car. Exactly what I said. Blasting <laughs> Fletcher, every single one of us are screaming the lyrics from the top of our lungs, and I'm like, this is the gayest thing I ever did. Yeah, so, if, you're sing- if you're singing Fletcher all jammed in a car together, then that is pretty gay and same piece. Lesbian clown car. <laughs> but but sitting in your house you're just like yourself you're you and it's it's like it's it's a part of who we are but like I just don't walk around like I was trying to think of in our 20s how truly gay I felt like all the time because I think 90% of my life was revolving around my gayness And I'll tell you this, there's a lot of people, the issues that people come to me with is they don't feel gay enough to be in gay spaces. Mm. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. What is, so what do I'm they like, tell you? They don't feel, they feel like um, imposter syndrome. They didn't, I'm like, and I was trying to relate it to when I came out when I was 18. I never had that feeling of like, I'm not gay enough, you know, or I don't, they feel like they shouldn't be there. And I hate mm. that I hate that for them. Right? Yeah, I want to, like, hug them and just tell them, like, just be yourself. And that's gay enough. Yeah. 100%. I think. And we did. That's I tell them, but they don't. They don't take it in themselves. Yeah, I mean, the, the reason why I wanted to create this podcast for Live and then Out is, you know, capitalized, Live Out Loud, is because I wanted to really give, you know, a place uh, give give content and places a place where people could come and listen and and know that like there's we're all the same at the end of the day like we're all looking to connect build community which is exactly what I've been doing I literally tried to um, go on an app for like I think it was like one week my friends are like go try Bumble friends like you just want to build community. Go try build, you know, Bumble friends. And it, I, I kind of felt, and it maybe it's just me, but I don't know if you do this, but the co- the, the former people pleasing codependent person in me, and and I and I say that gently because I have to be gracious with myself because you know I'm learning how to get out of some of those bad habits that I acquired, you know, over 18 years, you know, of like a long-term relationship and a relationship before that, but. I really was like, 
thinking when I'm looking on this and I'm swiping and I'm, I look at them and I'm like, oh, you're, you're lovely. I bet you're so sweet. Okay. But no, like, oh, I, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, your eyes are really pretty, but oh, no. <laughs> like, I feel so superficial, like even just for friends. Like, I'm like, it's weird. I don't know why I do that. Like, I don't know why all these people put themselves on there. Plus, I think you and I talked about this. Lesbians are the worst at taking selfies. <laughs> Yeah. The worst. Yeah. I, okay, I, I so know. hold on. Later in life, lesbians, if you're on Bumble, if you're on Hinge, I don't know what, okay, Cupid. I've been, you know, I, I know some of them, but make sure you have a friend who just goes and takes good pictures of you just right. for your own benefit, not for like Jamie and I to find you, but I'm like, just for you to just have good pictures, like really make sure you're putting those that are like, maybe within the month and not like 10 years ago. Um, you know, like what other tips would you give somebody who's like trying don't, to. Don't put on freaking Snapchat filters. <laughs> exactly. I hate that. Also, like I get masks are a good thing, but I don't think we need them in our photos. No. <laughs> Wait, you see masks in photos? Like COVID masks. <laughs> you know? For real? I haven't seen that. But I'm Snapchat, not on there. Snapchat so. filters and masks. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm yay for being healthy. And, but no. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. You need to get in Club Lilies, A. Yeah. Because it's a really great place just to go with no expectations where there's meetups happening, probably in Arizona. Um, you know, when everybody's kind of in the same boat and the same age range and everything. Um, and you don't have to do the whole app thing. You get to meet people in person. Um I I will say I did meet one of the girl one girl on an app once then that I was really happy about ended up being a disaster um, but it was good to see that there are a few that I can connect with um, the, my tips are just yeah just I don't know also it's like every time I match or swipe right on somebody which is rare then I realize make sure you read the bio. Then I realized, oh, she is looking for a third and just didn't put her boyfriend. Uh, or you know, I, I feel like it's always what happens. <laughs> I, I feel like, and I don't know what this new app you were talking about, the league, but I feel like a couple of my friends shared with me that there's always like a lot of couples looking for women. And I feel like poly or open relationships or the whole uh, ENM, ethically non-monogamous type thing. I feel like they need their own special space. Same. Yeah, and then you could go there. Like, hey, I'm all for like, like, like it's not for me, but right. I am like for everybody to live the most pleasurable life that they want to live. And if that's living out loud for them, is like expanding and the thruples and like all these things that are out there. Um, I just feel like. Yeah, they just need to have their own little space. But, you know, I, but I applaud them and cheer them on. I'm like, go go you. <laughs> what's interesting about that and one of the challenges of having a Facebook group of 5,000 plus women is that we have lots of different opinions. And so I don't want to turn anybody away that's trying to figure out where they're at because that's why I made the group. And so there sometimes we have people that are still married that will make a comment, you know, like, oh, I, I feel so lucky because my, my husband's letting me explore this. Or, you know, somebody might put a picture of them and uh, with their husband and saying, like, I love that, you know, we're allowed, like, this is what we're doing. Lesbians get so upset. I bet. And admitting a group with those posts is like, 
crazy because I want to allow them to share that and it really triggers a lot of lesbians and I get why like I have the same experience but the, the, the thing is like you just don't have to be a part of it and they're not just because they're sharing what they're doing in this group does not mean they're unicorn hunting you I get that you feel like that on the apps but like even on the apps it's not like they're like they're just doing what they're doing. They do need their own app, I think. <laughs> I do think that. I mean, I think, hey, if there's someone who creates apps out there, it's like, I think that's a no-brainer. I think there's a they big... One. Yeah, they, they probably do. I just obviously would not know about it, but it's 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 fascinating. Yeah. Have you thought about having, since the group is so big now, have you thought about having ambassadors? Like when you were talking about Arizona, I'm like, I would totally be a good ambassador for you because I would... You know, like, hey, I could, I could, I could get Arizona folks together, and I would be a genuine, yeah. healthy person for them to talk to, like a big, a big sister. Right. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, that was a thought. Here's the, here's the problem that happened. The group grew, grew very large, and I got very excited. And also, my coaching business grew at the same time. And so I'm I asking could, that. <laughs> so very overwhelmed, and so. We're exploring with some ideas. I what we we had wanted to do ambassadors where we would send you a kit and you know because I did trademark Club Lilies so like you know I want it to be a part of this thing and we are ultimately the ultimate goal that I'm working on is to have a personal growth event where we all meet up we have drinks we have fun but also Love that. personal growth event but yeah like right now it's just kind of like people are doing it on their own you know ambassador types but the goal was for that for sure. Yeah, I think, honestly, I know from being on the board of directors for like Hike It Baby, and we had ambassadors in every state, and it was really awesome because it took a lot of the heat off the board and like the executive director who she started it, and um, and so I was just thinking it's it might be, well, we can talk about it offline, but I like, I have a couple of ideas for you at some point when you're ready that I think it would take some heat off of you actually by only having 40 people maybe to talk to or 30, you know, knowing that it might not be in every state, but, um, you know, but that you could have 30 people that you just focus on and then they report back to you a little bit. And then it kind of like what you did with, you know, at your, your, your current gig. Yeah. <laughs> kind of an upline, like you, you're the upline, baby. You're, you know, you're there. Yeah, a lesbian MLM. We're not really recruiting. We're just we're just facilitating. Because <laughs> remember that joke, like, oh my God, are they recruiting? Gay, gay girls are recruiting. Right. Now. Oh, and that's the thing too. I feel like your uh, your mic is watering or something. Is what? It's like a little. I'm not a little staticky. It's a little staticky. It's not. Sorry. Or there's like a static noise. I don't know what. Yeah, I hear a little bit of it. I don't know what happened. I haven't done anything. Hmm. Is that better? I don't know. Is it not? Is it not better? <laughs> Maybe it's just on my end. Um, it's funny. So I got a call the other day from someone from my previous network marketing, and they were telling me how um, so-and-so called them and was upset about me because I'm trying to turn people gay. Oh, my God. Is that what they really said? Yeah, they think um, with this coaching, you know, I'm coaching people to become gay. <laughs> like, I, I was, I, I was uh, talking to somebody who was like, if only it were that, that, if only it were that easy. Like, no, like it's not what's happening. Yeah. They're so ignorant. Yeah. This person <laughs> also thinks that the earth, the earth is flat, so there's that. 
Oh yeah, that's really fun. I have been going down a Gaia. Like, mm. do you ever watch Gaia? Yeah. Can you hear me okay now? Like, does it sound better? Yeah. Okay. A little bit. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what it is. It's like this little like. It sounds like somebody has a paper. It's like what's that ASMR shit? Oh yeah. Somebody's crazy paper. <laughs> Right here. I got nothing in my hand. So, um, uh, but yeah, I've been going down like the Gaia rabbit hole and just like fully in enjoying, like, I don't know. I mean, like pick a topic, the universe, the like rebirth, uh, you know, life, you know, uh, life after death, you know, and like all this whole stuff. And I feel like you can easily do that with, the gay community, like go down the rabbit hole. And I just think I love what you're doing in the sense of, and also some of these other later in life, lesbian um, groups that have popped up. And just in general, I think it's really nice to have clear role models out there and kind of help to decipher the rabbit hole. Cause I think it's really easy to get lost in any new community. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, what I keep telling people is there's no guidebook on being gay. Like, really just show up as your true authentic self and understand that that's going to change as you grow. Um, somebody got came to me the other day, who do you think you are? Coaching people coming out later in life. You came out at 18. And I'm like, I did. And I told people coming out later in life the same way I'm going to coach somebody that's going through a major life transition. It's it's all about your mindset and how you're seeing the situation and how you respond versus how you react and, you know, really taking time to be mindful and intentional about what you want. And literally, that doesn't matter. You know, like, it's just you're going to grow through it. It's going to be OK. Everything's going to be OK. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I want to do on this podcast is with every gay or queer identified human, I would love to hear. I love hearing their coming out story because I think there's value in a lot of it sometimes it can be sad but it's it's still i think important to share if you would be open to it i would love to hear your coming out story cool right now yeah okay well i knew it was gay since i was five uh i didn't know what five but i really knew at 12 and i looked back and i was like fuck I knew since i was five you know um my brother is gay my grandmother apparently was deaf uh, i didn't know that at the time but I went to school. I knew I was gay, and then I went to school at Northeastern University, t 15 minutes from my house, but I lived there. And so I, the first day I was there, one of the first days, there were cheerleaders and the basketball team. And I saw this one girl, and I was like, oh, man, I fell in love with this cheerleader. And I loved it because this cheerleader, I must have had good gaydar. She had this necklace on that were, like, rainbows. You do a little triangle. One was a different rainbow color. I was like, oh, I think she might be gay. Like, I don't even know how I knew that was a thing. And then I saw her look, talking to somebody that looked like me now. And I was like, oh, she's definitely gay. So uh, my little ass was a stalker. And I went on, like, uh, AIM. And I somehow found her chat. And um, I started the conversations. And I let her know, hey, listen, I'm, I'm not out. But I'm gay. I think you're really attractive whatever. We became friends. And then, uh, what, so then it was time for me to, like, tell people. Because my family was starting to notice something was different with me. And. So I wrote a letter. Oh. I wrote a letter to my, I don't know, it was to my parents. But um, so I'm standing in front of the mailbox, like with this letter in my hand. And she, I was like, take a deep breath. I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. And all of a sudden she yanks it out of my hand and throws it in the mailbox. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh. 
is there? And then two days later, I got a letter hand delivered to my dorm room. Uh, the RA had gotten it. My dad dropped it off. He did a lot of work at the college that I worked at. And it was such a nice response to what I said. Um, that was super. They honestly, my parents had just dealt with my brother coming or realizing my brother was gay six months prior. They have three kids. Okay, so now two out of three. So obviously it wasn't like the best feeling for them. But also my dad was like, I'm just really proud of you for, you know, sharing that. And obviously like this is something we'll come to terms with, but I love you even more now. Mm -hmm. My mom, on the other hand, it took her a little time, but also she grew up always just wanting a normal, typical family. And it mm. hers was anything but. And so that was just that. And then everyone I told that were my friends, I thought it was going to be a huge deal. And I told them they're like, and? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I like time. Except kids at home who I didn't tell, they were all gossiping about it around town. But that didn't really matter at that point. I wasn't there anymore. So. Did you ever have boyfriends at all? Uh, I tried. I just, the same issue that plagues me with women, plagues me with men. I'm just... I'm kind of closed off when it comes to opening my heart to somebody. And mm. so it seems like I'm not because I'm super like, hey, like I want to help you. But really, like there's something that blocks me from that, which is actually I'm going to this hypnotherapy next Thursday to dig deep into why that is. That's awesome. And if it works, I'm going to learn it and implement it as part of my coaching. Ooh, I love that even more. I think hypnotherapy is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Same. Are you going to do, are you going to do like past life regression type stuff or just focus on like just allowing sort of this part of you to open up a little bit more, this heart area? I had a pre-call with the lady and I just said, you know, I feel at the point in my life, I used to name everything, oh, I'm ugly, oh, I'm this, you know, and then I do, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like the hottest person in the room, but I'm not unattractive either, right? No, you're adorable. Like there's a lot of things to I am the common denominator here. So I want to know what it is that this block is. That's all I told her. I, I would love for you. I would love for you to do that. And then I would love to introduce you to Angela, my spiritual guide. Um, her, yeah. her business is Eye of Zion. And I'll send you her info because she does spiritual counseling, but she also does readings like where your guides are. I would be so fascinated to hear about where your chakras are and sort of what that alignment looks like. And I'm getting a little woo-woo here, but that's like where I'm at in my life. I'm, I'm I know, I love it. So I think you would love her and I think she would adore you. And I think you would learn a lot about yourself along with some of these other uh, types of therapies. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, I work with, there's a woman, um, her name is Chinley Park. You might have seen her on Instagram or Medium. She's a good friend of mine. Um, actually was on my podcast yesterday. And um, I didn't release it, but she uh, is going to help me hone in on some gifts. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. No, I love that. And I love your coming out story. Would you suggest people write letters? I, I told my parents in person, I think whatever, obviously, that suited you. That felt comfortable and safe for you. Even after writing them, every like time I need to speak to somebody about something serious, for me, the letter is the best way because... Um, when I'm overcome with emotion, my throat closes up and I can't get words out even. Um, and so that's just the best way for me to clearly communicate all the things that are happening. 
you know, that's, on, that's honestly how I started the whole conversation of divorce last year as I was on a work trip and I sent my ex-wife um, a letter just saying kind of all the things. And, you know, I didn't know where we were going to go from there, but I just felt like it, I wouldn't be able to have my voice because I'm the same way. I just get overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. Yeah. My, my, it's been an issue my whole life where, um, you know, I talked a little bit about having anxiety, I have an anxiety disorder. And so even when I would get up to speak at college, right. Say I had to do a, I had this one class, I had to do a presentation. There were literally only 10 people in the class and I got up to do it and my throat closed. Like nothing, oh. it, my muscles here were so tight. And like my body has a physical reaction to types to speaking sometimes. And when you go back to chakras and stuff like that, it's, you know, the throat chakra and mm-hmm. not being silenced and stuff like that. Um, definitely things I've, I've worked and I've gotten a lot better at boundaries for me and, and speaking boundaries are much easier. I love that. That's why I love teaching that to people. There was a time though, where like nothing would come out at my mouth would move and it would be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, and that's bringing me up to like childhood trauma and stuff like that. Cause obviously you don't have to have abusive parents in order to still have a bit of trauma. It's just, just it's more about like, you know, how our parents, to us and how communication evolved from day one for us, right? And how that sort of happens. Do you find with your current clients that you're going into childhood trauma or do you, you know, do you give them some paperwork ahead of time so that you can kind of understand a little bit of their baseline so that you don't have to spend a whole lot of time because it's not like you're in, you know, a ther- not, not like they're in therapy. They're in there to make their life better. But I feel like understanding some of those pieces helps them to move forward. Yeah. Well, and what I work around is the brain. And literally what I know about the brain is that most things help go back to childhood. You know, something happened way back when that is now your brain's running the same path, the same way that it always has. And so we have to kind of disrupt that pattern. Um so we do, we do a lot of that work. That's awesome. Well, I, for one, am so happy that I got this opportunity to chat with you. And it's fun to always, you know, talk whenever we talk. But I, I definitely need to come to Florida because this yes. year, 2023 is the year of me. And I want to just visit friends. I just want to visit people and just have experiences and I mean like wholesome experience. I'm not like, let's go get fucking, you know, go do Coke and like sit on the water. Like, you know, like wholesome, like I want to hang out with good people that are like, like-minded. I mean, I think I'm down for anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm down for everything. No, I just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm a good time, but no, I get that for sure. In Florida where I live is really, you know, a lot of people have negative thoughts about Florida, but St. Petersburg is literally one of like it's the mecca within florida that's all i've never been there have you been to arizona i have um where, where did we go not phoenix but like what's the main like sedona flagstaff tucson scottsdale scottsdale well you went through phoenix to come in <laughs> yeah yeah but scottsdale is pretty yeah it's it's pretty loose up there i mean there's a lot of republicans too but it's it's a lot like little LA. Yeah, yeah. That's I tend to go to those type of places. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, you want to feel like it's a city. Are you not a remote girl? Like you don't want to be in the middle of nowhere. 
no like literally I live in an apartment building in the middle of downtown St. Pete and like I you know we have police going by all day long and I'm just like he eats like birds to me <laughs> you know um, no for sure that's awesome well I'm for one just super proud of you I also just want to say thank you for the lesbian community I mean like you're just doing so many good things out there and I will always share you know your content and share your profile and I'm just I'm excited for you and I, I think I, I'm gonna jo- I'm gonna join your group on Lily I just want to check it out just for fun 100% join and you know what excited for you you know 18 years in a relationship that's amazing thank awesome. you awesome and now it's like round two you know of life you're a whole new person now it I am and it's crazy that I have not been single because before Carrie I was with another gal for eight years and I have not been like actually single or alone since I was 25 like it's crazy to me time to explore Time to just, yeah, time, but it's different because I'm, I'm so super mindful. Like I wish I knew what I knew then, like there would be, it would be all different, but I wouldn't have my daughter. So that to me, I, I don't have any regrets. It's all fantastic learning. And I appreciate, you know, my ex for the good mom she is and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah. but let's like continue these conversations and um, I'll just look forward to talking to you again soon. And I just appreciate you taking time with me today. Yeah. Listen, so on my Patreon, I'll have to invite you on. I was thinking about doing a round circle. People have a lot of questions that I can't ask on a public Facebook. I mean, can't answer on a public Facebook forum. And so I was thinking about inviting some people and a little chat, you know, about the different topics. I think that would be fun. So I love that. Down, I'm, okay, cool. I'm, I'm up for it. I'm not down for yeah. it. I'm up for it. <laughs> Sweet. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So that was- All right. Well, thanks, hon. I appreciate you, Jamie. And uh, where can everybody find you? Tell them your, I'll, I'll put it in the notes, but. Um. Yeah. So um, if you want to know anything going on with my coaching stuff, it's jamiecoaches.com. My first name is spelled like Jaime, J-A-I-M-E. Um, and then it's on social media, both TikTok and uh, Instagram. It's just my name, Jamie Messina. Perfect. And I'll put them in the show notes and everyone can find you and anyone who wants to learn more about you. So appreciate it. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Yes, you too.